You're listening to Cross Currents. I'm Hanat Baba. Today, we're starting with Audiograph, the Bay Area's sonic signature. And since Pride is around the corner, this one from our archives is all about Pride, telling us the story of the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus. It's a rainy, quiet night, but the Baha'i Temple is lit up and literally humming with noise. That singing you're hearing is not a religious service. It's the sound of about 300 members of the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus warming up their vocal cords. The San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus is one of the largest in the country. It was founded in the early 80s when the gay rights movement was just beginning to pick up steam. It was a sign on a telephone pole in the Castro, and it just said, gay chorus forming. And so I was intrigued, called up the number, and came to rehearsal on the very first night, and I've been here ever since. Robert Rufo is a baritone in the chorus. It was a real sense of excitement. We just knew something really powerful was coming together. Rufo is one of the original 100 members who joined the chorus in 1978. He says he'd been looking for a social alternative to the bar and club scene, and a chorus seemed like the perfect choice. For member Tony McIntosh, a tenor, the chorus formed at a critical point in gay history. When I started, it was at the beginning of the AIDS crisis, and uh, the reason I joined the chorus was because most of the friends that I had had passed away, and I needed not just a social outlet, but an outlet for my music. He began attending practices regularly. The chorus just filled a void. There were a lot of people around whose uh, families didn't want them. And uh, the chorus just came along and sort of gave a safe place for people to come and, and have uh, you know, some, some time where they could forget about all their problems. In this rehearsal, the chorus is practicing for their March show at the Erbst Theater in San Francisco. A little more gentle on the day crescendo would be nice. Artistic director and conductor Tim Selig is leading the group through a rendition of The Hills of Tomorrow from a play called Merrily We Roll Along. The song speaks of hope and optimism, messages the chorus wants to impart particularly to the LGBT community. San Francisco doesn't need us as much as many, many, many other cities need an outlet like the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus. That's chorus historian and member Tom Birch. Yes, historian. The group created the position in 2013 when they decided they needed someone to officially document their history, rooted as much in activism as it is in performance. It's important for us to have a chorus here, but it's not necessary. But in so many other towns, the only thing that that the gay people can do, it seems, is get together and sing. And he adds, singing connects people in ways that other activities might not. Everybody, it seems, has some type of music in their background. They, if you have any kind of a church background, you sang. And it's an easy way of bridging a gap between cultures. 
He says the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus serves as a nationwide symbol of LGBT rights. This is my activism, and I think a lot of people don't realize that singing in this chorus is a political statement in and of itself. Shortly after the election of President Donald Trump, members announced that to celebrate its 39th year, the chorus would embark on a month-long tour across the South. Conductor Tim Selig says this seemed like the most effective way to spread their message of gay acceptance. Literally the day after the election, our board chair wrote us and said, we don't need to be spending all this money and energy to take our voices and our, our message to a foreign country. We need it here. They're calling it the Lavender Pen Tour in honor of San Francisco's first openly gay councilman, Harvey Milk. He used a lavender pen to sign a gay civil rights bill. They plan to pass through Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, and South Carolina, states they felt needed more exposure to gay rights activism. The chorus has planned concerts, but they also plan to use their singing as protest. We're going to go down there and we're going to sing on the Capitol steps and we're going to raise hell. And then that night we're going to sing beautiful music and encourage and empower the LGBT community. Selig himself struggled with coming out in a southern town. 30 years ago, he was a young man in Texas who had dreams of becoming an opera singer. But after coming out as gay to his family, he instead joined a gay men's chorus in Dallas. He says his experiences helped him to understand not only the people who sing in the chorus, but also those who come to listen. I had a very difficult coming out, uh, lost my my two children, I'm HIV positive, I have walked in their shoes, so I know what kind of music they would like to hear. Now more than ever, he says, it's important for the chorus to promote their mission with their music. It is incredibly important in this day and time that as many cities as possible have a gay or lesbian chorus or a trans chorus because we need to be the voice. Over my 30 years of conducting gay choruses that people say we talk, we march, we do all these things and then we sing and people begin to listen. And listening is the first step to understanding. In San Francisco, I'm Sarah Tan for CrossCards. Sarah Tan reporting on the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus back in 2017.